Any person or persons found violating the city ordinance will be fined $250. He whacked the gavel on the podium. Meeting adjourned. Such an uproar, Stella complained when we filed out of the overheated building. Bitter cold temperatures stung my face, and I quickly drew my coat collar up closer. Unless I missed my guess, this winter would break all records. Evening, Maud. I giggled, then caught my adolescent behavior and nodded at Sherman Winters. What was it about the town doctor that sent my pulse into overdrive? Maud Diamond. Herb was barely cold in his grave. Well, that wasn't entirely true. Herb had been dead nineteen months. If he wasn't cold yet, something was dreadfully wrong. I paused on the bottom step of City Hall and let Stella move ahead of me. I knew I was inviting a few minutes alone with the handsome doctor, but I also knew that I didn't want to be that apparent about my attraction. Not that there was an attraction, but there could have been twenty years ago. Now I was way past girlish infatuations. Sherman approached, hat in hand. My gaze skimmed his cashmere, caramel-colored overcoat, and I thought how much I appreciated a man with style. Herb had been neat, but not particularly fashionable. My husband had preferred down jackets to cashmere overcoats, and if I had ever seen him wearing anything other than a ball cap on his head, I couldn't recall the instance. We stood on the bottom step, cold air sweeping around us. Both of us seemed to be stalling for time. I racked my brain for anything clever to say, but what came out was anything but clever. Hot in there, wasn't it? Sherm smiled. Temperature-wise or subject-wise? We both laughed, breaking the strange state. I didn't understand why our conversation would be forced. We'd known each other for years. I'd been close friends with Sherm's wife, Cheryl, before she died. The smoking ban isn't going to be the most popular law on the books, I conceded. I'll be interested to see who keeps it. Wouldn't be surprised if Thervis Throckmorton won't turn out to be the biggest offender of the bunch. Oh, Hilda will keep him in line. I predicted. The wind stung my cheeks. From the way the tip of my nose felt, I knew it was as red as a cherry. My breath rose in vapory trails. Stella had reached my Buick, and she'd be leaning on the horn if she could get inside. How's the wrist? I lifted my gloved hand and stared at the object of discussion. For weeks now my left wrist had hurt, and my thumb and first two fingers on the hand had gone numb. When I'd called Sherm and told him that I thought I might be having a heart attack, he took my concern seriously. But after preliminary tests, he'd diagnosed the problem as carpal tunnel syndrome. Surprised you lasted this long, he'd teased. All that typing you do. He went on to explain that the problem resulted when fluid or tight tendons press on the nerve within the carpal tunnel of the wrist, 
repetitive motion causes the condition. Surgery usually alleviates the condition. I'd smiled. But I wasn't too happy about the prospect of an operation. Unless it gets a lot worse, I don't want to have surgery, I'd told him. It'll get worse, he'd promised. Some carpal tunnel cases can be treated with therapy, but your case is much too advanced. Sherm's baritone drew me back to the present. Looks like Stella's ready to go. I nodded, spotting my 87-year-old mother-in-law huddled against the wind. I could imagine what was going on in her mind right now. Herb was her son, and I'm certain she wouldn't approve of this innocent conversation. Yes, she's bored these days. No mystery to work on. She